0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumba casino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And. Nuevos estilos de otoño en la venta beautiful de JCPenney. Ahorra hasta 40% en selección de acogedores estilos de otoño para él y ella. Además. Obtén más por menos con tu cupón de 25% de descuento extra. O aprovecha y ahorra 40% en selección de jeans Levi's para la familia. Explora la moda de otoño que tanto te gusta. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 8 al 14 de octubre. Levi's se excluye de las ofertas y cupones. Aplican otras exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. Welcome, everybody, to The Experiment on a Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Can I still do what I did years ago and just talk endlessly into a microphone with nobody here? I think I probably can, because that's kind of what I do. And this music is really, really troubling. You know that? Truly, truly troubling. (laughs) whatever (laughs) not my choice for some reason i am unable to enter the original music we have made for the radio shows and everything else we got so i don't know why yet we'll figure that out so welcome all my name is dan Smeriglio, and this is my solo podcast trying it at a little bit of a unique time. I want to thank everybody who is already logged into the chat room and live. I appreciate you joining me and I appreciate you dealing with me uh, spamming you, whether it be on the world of social media or elsewhere. I really didn't try to do that. But what this is is something that I used to do many, many years ago and I did for quite some time. I used to do solo podcasts, daily thoughts and rants, if you will. I hear myself in the background. That's fun. Uh, (laughs) And I used to – we used to do the weekly show, obviously, the Voice of the People USA radio show. It alternated nights. We did it a lot on Fridays. Now we do it on Thursdays. And the problem is is I have a lot of co-hosts, and I actually, believe it or not, don't like to talk a lot. I don't. I really, truly don't. I know some do not believe that, but it's the honest-to-God truth. I actually prefer to be somebody who just kind of interjects and does my random yellings from time to time, whatever you want to call it. But unfortunately, I would get done with a show, a live show, and then I would have more to say. So I decided to open up my Spreaker account and start doing daily podcasts. And I would go live sometimes at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and for some reason, people would listen. Crazy, but people would listen. So I figured to have fun with it, and that's how I became pretty comfortable in the world of podcasting, I guess you could say, huh? Literally having a conversation with no one, but it's easy because when you speak from the heart and you just speak about the things that are on your mind, it's never really that much of a challenge. People actually think that I'm somehow, some way, an expert when it comes to this. I'm not, not even close. I've learned by fault, honestly, trial and error. But I just don't have an issue when it comes to speaking candidly. I never have. You know, the first rally we did in front of thousands of people, the first time on media, whatever it was, it didn't phase me. It never phased me. Because when you speak from the heart, you can never go wrong. And that's how I feel. So with that, this past the past two weeks, I've been kind of on and off. The uh, Thursday night show, which you could find, unfortunately, for right now on blogtalkradio.com slash USA. That is where you find the 6 p.m. start time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for our weekly three-hour live show. And the last two weeks I've been traveling, dealing with things, work, things come up, so I didn't get a chance to talk much. And we had a rotating cast of co-hosts, and I appreciate everybody chiming in and doing their thing. But a lot of people, for some reason, (laughs) see what happens when you forget to put your phone on silent. I should learn, huh? Anyway, a lot of people messaged me wondering when I'm going to do a solo podcast. And for some reason, you crazies out there still want to hear me. I think think a lot want to hear me, just to criticize. But I know there are some. (laughs) There are some people out there that have stuck with us throughout the years, and I appreciate that, and stuck with me, and I thank you. This has been a long journey. I mean, honestly, this started in 2009 officially when it comes to the online world, the radio shows, the podcast, all that good stuff. And a lot of you out there that are listening even right now have actually stuck with, and I appreciate that more than you know. So, And for all the new people, happy to meet you all into the Podbean world. This is the experiment, if you will. I was going to do this show on Spreaker. We took a quick flash poll on the Thursday night show, and it was voted that Podbean was the format. So I know a lot of you out there to listen to this, maybe all of you, I don't really know, had no choice but to download an app. It's a free app. I apologize for that. It doesn't take up too much space on the phone, but it can be annoying. I get it. But apparently it's very interactive, and you could chat and listen and send beans (laughs) you don't have to send me beans and I don't even know what all that means honestly but I guess the way to donate or some things like that that'll be coming in handy pretty soon so for those trying out the app please feel free to let me know in the chat room how it sounds Now we've been doing this for two weeks now on Wednesday night's conversation with Carrie Two weeks in a row, we've used Podbean, and we've had a really good experience from audio to chat to engagement, all that good stuff. It's actually gone pretty seamlessly, so I like it so far. From what I'm told, it sounds good. It sounds better on Spotify coming through here because, obviously, you could find us. You'll find this show, even my solo shows. Sorry. You'll find it on Spotify. You'll find an on iHeartRadio, iTunes, all those wonderful platforms. We are there. We are everywhere. So apparently the audio sounds better via Podbean. So there you go. You let me know because ultimately you're the judge. So with that, can one man talk into a microphone for hours? I keep asking that for a reason. For those who know me, you know that I have – I have the ability to never shut up and go on and on and on and on, which I can do. But as I said earlier, I don't like to talk, believe it or not. I don't like to be the only voice in the room. And that's why I like engaging with other people and having other people co-host shows and be guests on shows and different hosts and things of that nature. It's fun for me. But sometimes talk therapy is important. And that's what this is to me. So will I do the whole three hours tonight? I don't know. I have no clue whatsoever. I have no agenda. I have no script. I have no plan. I have nothing. I speak from the heart. Will I do at least two hours? You can guarantee that. So there you go. But if you are locked down, unable to go out, have a life, do anything, and you're bored, it's an alternative to the propaganda media at least where you could watch your 9 million commercials about the new normal and all the wonderful crap that's out there poisoning the minds of everybody. So, this brings me to topic 1. I don't like talking about it, so I'm going to do it now, and I know I'm going to I'm going to go back to this countless times. And because I was asked, I have no intention as it stands of taking live callers during this. I never used to. Spreaker didn't allow it. Took chat questions, chat engagement, whatever it may be. But usually I don't take callers. So could that change at some point in time? Whatever. But this is legitimately my way of just talking out everything that's in my head and trying to put it out in a clear and concise way. I cannot promise you that I will not yell. I don't know if I will or I won't. I can't. I cannot honestly speak to that. But even when I do yell, it's important to know that I do so because I'm passionate. I'm not trying to score points, trying to, you know, raise, raise the listeners, if you will, the viewership numbers, the ratings, whatever you want to call it. It's not done for that reason. I get passionate and I tend to scream because I wonder sometimes what it takes to break through that barrier, that barrier of just. That wall, you know, that whatever it is that shields you from truth, that shields you from common sense, that blocks you out from recognizing the crap around you. And it gets me aggravated. And people like to say that I'm a right-wing crazy and all this other crap. No, no. I'm just an honest person. And I will freaking rip on the right. I will rip on the left because it needs to be. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. So moving forward, back to topic number one. It's everybody's favorite topic. I know everybody just cannot get enough of it. COVID-19, right? I said this the other night. I will say it again. How many more times do you have to have the truth dropped on your lap and you still question what's right in front of you? You question what you see. You question what you hear. You question it all, right? No, no. So many fail to do so. How many more lies and inconsistencies and just dishonesty do you need to have it finally resonate to you that this is not A pandemic. That word that I've heard before and I like, I liked a lot. Plandemic, yes. Pandemic, no. Is the disease, the virus real? Of course. You know how many viruses have been created in a lab, in China, in America, other places in the world? And just by me saying that, right, that makes me a conspiracy theorist, correct? or does it make me somebody who is actually intelligent enough to see through the bullshit that's being laid out? That's the question, and that's what I ask all of you. How much more do you have to hear, and how much more do you have to see in order to finally wake up to the fact that none of the narratives are consistent, none of the numbers are consistent, it magically spikes anytime a certain political party has a bad day, we got to mask that with, ah, new cases of COVID-19, more deaths from COVID-19, more lockdowns from COVID-19. It's the same thing, and I hate to be the person to say it, but it's become a running joke at this point, okay? When the Democrats, and I have to use them as the example because they're the ones that constantly have been going after the current, right, for the impeachment, for the Russia thing, for the Ukraine thing, everything else. Every time they're disproven or have a bad day or lose an election, you know, it's a horrible thing to say. And it makes you sound cold and callous, but you ask yourself, how long to the next shooting? And nine times out of ten, like clockwork, there's a shooting. Whether it be in a school, whether it be in a Walmart, whether it be in a theater, whether it be in Vegas. Though we could rip that one apart. It's, It's almost a sick kind of irony. So now their new currency are it's covid death, right? Covid death. Covid, everybody's dying in covid. Again, I ask this question, I say it all the time and people wonder why I repeat myself. I assure you, everything I say during every show when I say it and I say it consistently, it's not just me repeating myself. I'm not losing my mind yet. I'm 37, I'm still still on that cusp, right? I do it for a reason because it's building towards something. I'm telling you that now because it's important for you to hear it and to hear it from the source, to hear it from me. Everything I say is for effect, by design, however you want to label it. This has become the new currency of distraction, everything else, right? So if nobody told you about COVID-19, the coronavirus, if nobody told you, would you ever have even noticed it happened? It was there. Would you ever have even noticed that it was real? Would anybody have known? I'm curious. Because over 80,000 people in America alone died from the flu last year, not even a year ago. Did anybody bat an eye? Did anybody lock down? Did towns lock down? Did businesses close? Did, Did the world stop? No. No. And it wasn't just senior citizens, you know, protect the most vulnerable. That's such a load of crap. We are not vulnerable to anyone. Nobody said anything about all the people that died. But this one magically has to be the end all be all, right? It's sick. Why? Because terrorism wasn't working anymore. People were becoming numb to the shootings, to domestic terrorism, if you will. People were legitimately becoming numb. So we needed something new. We needed something new. Now, I'm going to talk about the Democrats here because it's fair to do so. But I am not giving a pass to Republicans because they are genuinely just as bad. Yes, I do support the president, obviously. And I make no apologies for that whatsoever. But I will still tear apart the right and I will tear apart the left. Fair is fair. Rhino globalist trash is still globalist trash just with an R or a D, right? It's all the same. So, the left has been in bed with China, been in bed with the New World Order, excuse me, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, the European Union, for God knows how long. In America, China owns our debt, operates and owns about, realistically, about 72% of our supply chain, so when you hear about meat shortages and poultry shortages in America, they always fail to mention that most of these companies are actually owned by China. But shh, don't, me, right? don't say anything. Antibiotic shortages, well, you know, 96, 96% of our drugs and antibiotics, I could speak, come from China, right? So they own it all. When they realize that they put a senile, disgusting, worthless, in my opinion, pedophilistic scumbag, racist, as the the nominee of choice for the Democrat Party, well, that's not good, right? Not exactly who we need. Not exactly who we want. Joe Biden isn't going to beat Donald Trump in November. I'm sorry to tell you this. I'm sorry to... Break the hearts of those who hold out this this shred of hope that Joe Biden is going to be your knight in shining armor. It's not going to happen. So how do we assist? How do we assist him, right? Well, what's the one thing that we could claim that we've had better? And I don't care. if The haters out there, you can make excuses all day. But I defy any of you to tell me how you haven't prospered from Trump's economy, right? from what he's done. You can't you make excuses, you call names, you do all that crap. It's pathetic, it's tired, it's old and it's irrelevant as are your fake arguments, right? Whether you love the man or hate the man, you as well prospered, or you also prospered, might I say. So, lowest unemployment in history. Most people working in America in history. The economy was stronger than ever. That was still increasing, but everybody just seems to forget about that these days, right? But the tariffs on China killing them, so what do you do? When all else fails, you have to kill the economy. How do you do that? ISIS wasn't cutting it no more. Trump wasn't buying into the whole plan of the right and the left. I love how the left is so pro-war now. God, I love that. The left used to protest war, protest censorship, protest everything, and now they're, no, we got to go to war with this country and this country and this country and this country. We have to keep going to war. We have to censor this person and this person. Not very liberal of you, right? And the right, the establishment right, the rhino scum, they love it. They don't care. (laughs) This is another another variation of a globalist, right? So we kill the economy. We destroy the unemployment numbers. Why did China, I asked this question, why did China have a pandemic out clause in their trade deal they signed with President Trump before the COVID-19 hit the world? Why? How come nobody asked that question? I'm curious. It seems as if they get a pass on every conceivable thing that they do, they get a pass, right? Why? It's because they own the media, they own Hollywood, they own the politicians, they own the division, they own the narrative. And then when Beijing tells you that if anybody questions, silence them, mute them, shadow ban them, remove them, unperson them, right? It's happened. Big tech censorship is very real. And I'm tired of people trying to give Google and Apple some kind of pass, right? Apple has been in China for how long? I mean, we could talk about the, the suicide nets at their factories or slave factories or piss poor wages, how badly they treat people, you know, that work and build your wonderful phones and their tracking devices and Google with Dragonfly and the social credit score, credit monitoring, right? Just keeping the people of China in check because if they dare challenge the narrative, they'll disappear. Their families would disappear. They'll be killed. Nobody says a word, right? They're a great country. They're a model for the world. Truly, they are. Let's, let's sensationalize the greatness of China. And then this, this stupid, stupid, idiotic story about the Wuhan market. I mean... They really should have thought a little bit better about that and tried a little bit harder to put a better spin on their lies and propaganda beforehand, but they didn't. They acted hastily. I said, I said at one point in time that it wouldn't surprise me that China was hoping and betting on the fact that they might actually be able to impeach the president. I don't think they're that stupid personally, but if they were, well, common sense would have it, and I hate to break it. To a lot of people, but if they would have impeached the president over what they had, they're very there. There would have been rioting. There would have been uprisings. I hate to tell it to you, but it's true. So, what's the easiest way to silence social disruption? To stop people from rioting, from protesting? How do you do it? You need a lockdown. You need a pandemic. Hong Kong was getting far too much attention for all those. And by the way, I've said this before. I will say this time and time again. I will trade out any America-hating Democrat in this country, any America-hating liberal. I will switch them out any day for the Iranian citizens that are more patriotic for this country than them, for the Hong Kong citizens, Taiwan, you name it. They're out there protesting the yellow vest in France, protesting... It was getting out of control, not covering it in the press wasn't enough. People were still seeing it. Citizen journalism was still getting it out there to the world. People were questioning. When you see people in Hong Kong waving American flags and singing our national anthem, wanting the freedom, continued freedom, wanting to break the chains of, you know, the communism, break the hold of communism, remain free. Because they're right there up against it with the constant threats of China, and they're going to come in and take over and you know put them under their communist rule, right? It wasn't working for them. Too much was getting out. So how do you silence people dissenting in America? How do you silence people dissenting in Hong Kong, in France, in Taiwan? How do you do it? Worldwide pandemic. Amazing, isn't it? Control. Pretty weak considering. And I know a lot of people bring this up and they don't talk about it enough because they get a pass. But do we just ignore the children, the, wow, oh God, the number. I don't have the numbers in front of me because I don't bring the statistics, you know, right up front for these shows, obviously. Maybe I should. But do you know how many people ages zero through 16 died of the swine flu? people in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and their 50s, senior citizens all across the board, right? Over 22, 25 million people infected, all these deaths. Was there a lockdown? Was there a shutdown of our economy? Did people have to quarantine? No. You didn't hear word one because it was the wrong talking point for the political party and power and the media runs cover. That got a pass. Oh, you can't compare the two. I can. Swine flu, I hate to break it to you. It's far worse than COVID-19. And people who deny that, and I'm not saying that it's not real. People need to stop with that crap because that's getting kind of old as well. It is real. Lab-generated viruses, they're very real. But swine flu is far worse. So that gets a pass the ebola outbreak from a few years ago that got a pass right we don't talk about that ebola is a wonderful wonderful disease right friendly it's very loving you know you bleed out of your ears your eyes your mouth your nose you know you bleed out die suffer it's all great right nothing nothing wrong with that at all it's a easy easy sickness you know you heard a little bit of oh we got to quarantine this plane somebody coming back from this country oh we're gonna house a nurse that has ebola moving on you know barack obama spoke to a child today you know that was the highlight right that was the story that's what the narrative was that's what it is that's what they needed it to be but this doesn't get a pass. why why people i know a lot of you out there are smart enough to get where i'm going with this and to understand what i'm saying this is all done by design and i don't care I don't care what the counter arguments are. You can tell me that these 100 doctors are right, but these 300 doctors that are speaking out against it, they're wrong. They're lying to you, right? So the approved doctors, approved surgeons and all of them, that's okay. They get a pass. And then you immediately get yelled at that you're, you know, like I said before, the conspiracy theorist. Let me just say this because this also doesn't get brought up enough. The term conspiracy theorist was a term created by the CIA to immediately blacklist those in the 1950s that spoke anything that was too close to the truth. So in other words, if you were over the target, as they say, And you were speaking about something that they're not supposed to be talking about, that you were questioning the narrative. It was easier then because there was no social media. They were just your controlled few mega media sources here in America, and the world went on along its way, right? Walter Cronkite and all them, such great, reputable people. They would never lie to you, right? But the CIA was literally giving talking points to the mainstream media all the way back in the 50s, and that's where the term conspiracy theorist derived. To silence those who dissented from the propaganda. That is the truth. So moving forward, it's the same thing all over again. If you question the official narrative, you have become the new conspiracy theorist. When in reality, people like me, we're not saying it's not real. I have zero doubt about it being real as, as much as I said, what, with the CIA, right? Operation mockingbird. That's what they called it. That was their plan and it was exposed and it was later declassified, but nothing was done about it. How the CIA controlled the media talking points, right? Okay. I've spoken about this before as well. And I'm going to bring it up again. Operation paperclip. We will be doing a show just about the CIA programs and operations because people have a right to learn more and I will bring on other guests that have a lot more experience and knowledge and a lot of things that we could use to really drive the point home but operation paperclip I love these names and we were not the only country who did it but the Nazis the SS creating bioweapons creating orbiter bombers in the 30s and 40s in Berlin. All the things that they were creating to try to destroy the world, to bring forth that one world government, right? Once we defeated the Nazis and the Japanese in World War II, we took a lot, a lot of the SS and we brought them to America. And we gave them new identities. And we put them to work in the United States government. And they were responsible for creating biochemical weapons, bio disease. And whatever else, we still don't know to this date all that they've done. It's sick, it's sad, but it's true. And again, you're lying if you say that. No, white papers are there. It was since declassified. But again, we ignore it. We overlook it. We don't talk about it because nobody wants to believe that the West can do something so vile, so grotesque, right? Why would we ever put nazis to work in the united states government why would japan japan even benefited from ss doctors and scientists after world war ii why because we were going to begin the occupation of japan but the league of nations said which would soon become the united nations another hitler idea said that you'll begin the rebuilding of japan so America went in and became the rebuilders. We're going to bomb you, and then we're going to use American tax dollars to rebuild you. And please, to all my friends out there, because I know there's a lot of you from Japan, from South Korea, from Thailand, from the Philippines, love the Philippines, to so many countries in Asia, you know how I feel, and I appreciate all your support. But this is factually accurate. So it was the American taxpayer who not only paid for the nuclear bombs, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which, of course, we got from the Nazis as well because Albert Einstein was targeted because he was Jewish and escaped and fled to America, worked with Oppenheimer Oppenheimer, excuse me, and the Manhattan Project and finished the bomb, so we beat the Germans to it. Just to give you an idea of how advanced they were, this is a little bit of a history lesson with Dan. I'm a very bad teacher, but I'm just – I'm hoping you follow me here. I'm hoping you can understand what I'm saying because, again, I'm getting on the point. So, we funded the weapons, we funded the programs, and then we funded the rebuilding of Japan, our enemy that attacked us, right? Okay. Now, it's amazing when you when you look at it from the outside looking in, especially so many years removed, because history classes do not do not teach you a lot of these truths anymore. They don't. They like to create opinions become facts to them. That's what a lot of the education system had become over the decades. Not all, but unfortunately, it's a derived narrative, okay? Our ally in World War II was a rather weak nation, a nation that got decimated by Japan, but they were our ally. China, our friends in China, our great ally, What's amazing is – now, you do the history, right? Japan essentially could not overcome the Philippines, but they overcame China with relative ease. China was an easy win for Japanese, right, For the emperor. Crazy. So after World War II, the CIA steps in with their their pawn, their puppet. You've heard me talk about this before. A good guy, a CIA-trained guy named Mao Zedong who then goes to China, makes them into the new communist superpower, killed over 120 million of their own people, started the one-child or two-child, I don't even know what it is, the policy where you kill your other child, all this wonderful crap. And the sick, sick, sick part is, is the fact that this has been allowed and we were the ones who allowed it to happen. We set it up. It's a sickness. I got to ask you real quick. I got to, I got to take a break from my rambling here because I'm curious. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm asking anybody out there, just do a shout out in the chat room quick, whatever it may be. Let me know. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was curious. Loud and clear. Rock on, Podbean. You definitely got blog talk beat. Okay. So back to Professor Dan, right? So the CIA has installed its puppet in China. Then they move quickly to destabilize Korea, separate the countries, right? Well, separate the country, excuse me. And then North Korea became the fall guy, if you will, for China. Now, don't get me wrong. North Korea is an evil, sick regime. But it became the puppet for China to start all their world, you know, their attacks, their chemical attacks, their economic attacks, or whatever it may be. Their intrusion, their spying, you name it. We were directly involved in setting that up. Japan didn't go along because the japanese people and the japanese culture though they were our enemy they did not succumb to the new world order and globalist propaganda strange right they did originally of course they were with hitler but it was more a matter of survival for them they wanted a seat if you will at the table in the end so Japan failed to become that puppet for the one world government, for the, excuse me, the League of Nations then, which became the UN. So Japan moved to freedom. Japan moved to a more Western approach. So we can't have that. So we activated China. We activated, created and activated North Korea. We went to Syria. That Syria in the 1950s and 60s looked like New York City. We started installing our other assets and elements over there, right? Iran, before the Ayatollahs came in, used to be like New York City. But nope, we went and installed them. Let's not forget the CIA also trained up Osama bin Laden and put him to work to kill the Afghan, oh, excuse me, to go to war with the Russians in Afghanistan. So we armed him and trained him, just like we armed and trained Saddam Hussein to fight Iran in Iraq. You see... And that one was always a pisser to me because essentially a lot of spec op missions were to do with setting up these puppet regimes across the world. So not only were American intelligence operatives and assets involved in the Mullahs, the Ayatollahs, and all that taking over in Iran, we were also arming and training Iraq. You see, have to own both sides, right? You have to not pick a winner, but you need to pick a loser and pick a winner with that being interchangeable, but never coming out on the bottom. Because in the end, people ask all the time, who are you talking about when you say they, them, the globalist? Who are you talking about? There is no answer to that because they are not winners. They are not losers. They are the epitome and definition of evil. That's what they are. A triad of absolute evil that embraces and worships and idolizes death and destruction and despair and poverty, destitute. This is what they want because they know as long as they have people poor, As long as they have people reliant upon the governments, reliant upon leaders, reliant upon social welfare, they have control over you. And that's a truth that a lot of people don't want to accept. They have a hard time accepting that. And I hate to break it to you. That's not a Republican view. That's not a Democrat view. That's a realistic viewpoint. That's just called calling it for what it is, which people do not do, not these days, and not for quite some time. It's the honest to God truth. So fast forward into what we have currently. No president, our fake, phony, weak, and feckless Republican presidents we've had before didn't do it. The Democrats sure as hell didn't do it. So China was allowed to rape and manipulate the United States of America almost into submission. And I'm tired of hearing people say, and I never knock co-hosts having differences of opinion with me, ever. But I will address certain things either in real time or whenever I get around to it. But whenever people say about how, oh, well, 10 years ago, America was doing great, this, that. No, we were not. America financially was doing horrible. Military was at an all-time low with people not wanting to enlist, getting paid nothing. Poverty was at the highest it's ever been. Unemployment, at that point, was the highest it's ever been. More people were on welfare system, welfare recipients, whatever the case may be. Social services than there were in the workforce. The housing market was destroyed. It was a terrible, terrible existence done by design again they say oh the stock market was great under barack obama i'm sure if you call 14 and fifteen thousand great right that's a steady nothing all the ceos benefiting off of the hard work of their people while they pay them slave wages and they get rich off of it that's a whole other economics breakdown the point i'm trying to make is the country was at one of its lowest points ever it's because of the george bush recession that recession was twofold created by the Democrats, done while a Republican puppet was in the White House, there was no difference there. They were intermingled. It just led to the easy win and victory of Obama. And I hate to break it to the haters. I don't give a damn about Obama's name. I don't give a damn about his religion of choice or not. I don't care about any of that crap. I could sit there and and go down that rabbit hole all day. I don't even waste my time. You know why I disliked him? Because he was a piece of shit president. didn't give a damn about this country, didn't give a damn about the people, and he showed it in his actions or lack thereof. So when then Vice President Biden was making all his sweetheart deals with Xi Jinping, including his son, no, I'm not doing a political campaign ad. I am again being guilty of telling the truth, you see, because the truth is so damning and so horrible, right? But he was one of the head people involved in cutting these deals with China, empowering China, selling more and more and more of our debt to China, giving so many sweetheart deals, allowing them to go into the South China Sea to intrude and impede upon free people everywhere they want, run roughshod. What are you going to do? And I'm not saying this because of people who I know are listening and the people who I don't know that are listening, but I see the numbers later on. We've always had a large following from japan and the philippines notoriously right obviously america's number one in ireland and germany you know they're they're right up there we always had a large fan base i guess you could call it i just call them supporters and damn good people but look at what america and again i am not leaving my original point i'm getting to it shortly i promise you you know how i at how i get how i do what i do so, one of America's greatest allies ever, and does not get enough credit in my opinion, has always been the Philippines, right? Look at what they sacrificed in World War II. Look at how they didn't quit they didn't surrender. As far as I'm concerned, Great Britain, again, I hate to be that, that negative voice here, but they're supposed to be our greatest ally. I will never consider an empire, a country, a nation, whatever you want to call it. That used to own us and control us, that we had to go to war with to get our freedom and our independence. To be our greatest ally. Sorry, never forgive, never forget. That's just me. Happy to have him as allies, I guess, right? But our greatest ally, no. The Philippines is a, is a country that has always, for years and years and years and years, has always been special to me, but always intriguing to me because I'm a fan of General Douglas MacArthur. I think he was the greatest military general in American history, and What he did was legendary, obviously, in World War II and what he did for the Philippine people, for the citizens, and how that country fought, bled, died, suffered, and lost everything just in the defense of freedom. But I ask you, what happened to the Philippines after World War II, honestly? What happened? America essentially turned its back on the Philippines, and that was a failure of both political parties. And you look back, I mean, really, during the Bush presidency, Republican, and the Obama presidency, Democrat, look at how the Philippines were treated. So what choice do they have but to try to get help from Russia, from China, from Japan? And you see, the Philippines and Guam and areas like this are seen as kind of like whipping boys, if you will, for the big nations. That's nothing more than a power grab. They fear the resolve and the will and the fight of the philippine people and their forces because they know historically just like to this day japan technically does not have an active army unless we give them the permission to do so right i know i'm being i'm i'm fairly accurate there somebody can correct me if you if you'd like in the chat room and give me some specs but i know enough to understand but still to this day the world fears japan and the world to a degree fears the Philippines. They fear Hong Kong. They fear Taiwan. But they still continue to move forward trying to grab that freedom, that democracy, whatever you want to call it. They try to take away their freedoms. They want to control them because it's nothing more than a power grab. It's nothing more than what can we take to make our side bigger and better than you, to have more land than you, to have more bases than you. Why? It's about control. It's about world dominance. Control the debt, control the media, control the currency, control the land, control the territory, control the world. That's what they've wanted to do, and that's what America allowed them to do. I am all about people all over the world, and I and I hate to say this, and I'm jumping a little bit here. I've been asked many times by the media when they would do interviews with me. You know, and this is going to the illegal immigration question. Just getting, doing a quick detour here and coming right back. They would ask me, what's my solution for fixing the problem in the South American countries since I'm so opposed to illegal immigration? And my response always was, I don't care. I don't have a response for them because as far as I'm concerned, we had ours in 1776 and you could do the same damn thing. Rise up and take control. It's not our spot, not our place, not our job to protect the world, to save the world, to rebuild the world, to try to rebuild it in our image, which we're always accused of and hated for. And I wish that, I wish people would understand that they, a lot of people assume America has an an imperialistic view, right? This God complex. It's really not the case. But. Too many in politics in this country love the fact that you out there across the world hate this country. They want that. They need that. They need to keep America demoralized, the people beaten, the people withdrawn and not paying attention. And that is what they did in this country for decades. And the Obama presidency was really spearheading the campaign for the agenda 21 the take over the world government one world order not a new world order a one world order the U- european union was supposed to be intertwined with the north american union it just never came to pass this is said a lot and i'll say it here they never thought she would lose so once you have a populist a nationalist and again And I respect those who haven't been jumping in the chat room and saying things and making the comments because you know how I get. And if you don't know, when people make dumbass remarks, I will just absolutely slaughter you. Make intelligent remarks. Debate intelligently with intellectualism. I'm good. Intellectual debate is a wonderful thing. But usually the remarks are made like, you're racist or this or that. It's so old. It's so tired. So thank you for not doing that. So with a populist and a nationalist coming to power in America and then prior, really, they talk about Brexit, which I don't know why I got so much credit, because unfortunately it was still controlled before Trump came became president in the United States of America. It was controlled in Great Britain as well, in the UK, but regardless, Brexit was about empowering the people, not originally, but it became, and now I still question, unfortunately, but even before Brexit, And I'm going back to the Philippines here. You had Duterte become president. The politicians in America do not like Duterte in the Philippines because he's beloved by his people. You see, they like to tell you about how he's a terrorist and he's a dictator and he's this. They will spin the narrative that. When somebody we cannot control and isn't part of the plan comes to power, we must demonize, assault, berate, and attack them no matter what. So that is how he's spoken about in this country. So you had Duterte. You had Brexit, right? You had the uprisings beginning in various places across the world, and then you had the election of Donald Trump. And then you had what happened in Brazil with Bolsonaro. You had... The issues in Venezuela, which I'm not even going to begin to touch because that's another, unfortunately, the Venezuelan people have been under iron grip of CIA trial and error, if you will, for decades, unfortunately. But you're having, in Italy, in in members of the parliament, nationalists rising to power. In France, um, God, I think it's Hungary. In Hungary, in Poland, the list goes on and on and on. Regular, everyday people coming into power. Actual populist, actual everyday people starting to get elected into office. So we cannot have that. So when we had all these shots fired across the world, but most notably here in America against President Trump, and he still came out ahead with every evil entity in the world working against him. And he still came out ahead because. Again, I don't care if you like how he speaks, you like how he tweets, you like what he does, like what he says. I don't care. One thing I laugh at, he's a liar. Really? If anything, he's too honest. Me personally, I love it. He doesn't play the the political game. Not to his benefit. People will say otherwise, but it's not true. So he kept beating the attacks against him, right? So the shootings weren't working. ISIS wasn't working. Syria didn't work. Iran didn't work. We didn't get the war in Israel when he moved the the embassy, right? We'll touch on that another day as well. We did not get what we wanted. Not we, meaning us. Meaning the globalists, the one-worlders. The elite that want the total control and manipulation of all people. And population reduction. So when everything failed... They needed a new patsy. They needed a new thing to fall back on. And what did they do? What did they use? The freaking coronavirus. Do you realize how stupid it is when we say it's important to stay inside? It's important to quarantine, to wear masks, to socially distance, because... We stand a 0.0000001% chance of dying from this pandemic. Does that sound stupid to you as well? Because it certainly does to me, but so many people blindly go along with it, right? Do you understand how bad it is when I say this pandemic is going to have a survivability ratio of... 99.8%, but it's the end of the world. Does it sound stupid yet? Does it sound idiotic yet? I hope that it does. They needed something that would absolutely cripple the world, and believe me, they did not think this would be the one. They did not think COVID-19 was going to be that thing to cripple not just America, but the world. They didn't think that. If anything, I believe the official narrative, which is quite pathetic, I believe that to a slight slight degree that it accidentally got out. It didn't accidentally get out. It just wasn't ready for prime time yet. I think it was nothing more than a, let's fire it out there and see what we can get. Because, believe me, it wasn't about a bat. It wasn't about a uh, market in Wuhan. We all know where it really comes from, and I'm sure I'll get to that later or the next show. Because we've spoken about it countless times. So they put it out there, and we know that China doesn't think twice about killing their own people. (laughs) Hey, that's all good, right? They'll sacrifice anybody. They do not care. And then something magical happened. The media came on board. Politicians came on board. And they started selling it to you across the world. The World Health Organization, the United Nations, and European Union, and all the global elite just started selling it to you. They figured, let's try. Let's try. And lo and behold, so many people took the bait. How sad is that? How sad is that? How sad is it that people are out of work? Again, nobody talks about this. Nobody brings this up, and it bothers me. If you claim to be, and and I'm speaking to the left here, the humanitarians, right? You claim to love the world so much, to care about the little person so much, you know? You care about the people from the third world so much. Again, do you realize that they estimate, Not tens, but over 100 million people in the third world will die every year when the first world falls because of this worldwide depression, economic depression, caused by your forced pandemic. But that's okay. Because when the first world falls, every other country suffers. But you see why nobody cares about that? The U.N. actually said it. I was surprised. They must have screwed up that day. The U.N. actually brought up those statistics. Mind boggling, isn't it? But you see, in the end, they want population control. They want population reduction. They always have and they always will. So they're getting what they want either way. So People losing their houses, can't feed their families, can't provide healthcare for their families, can't do anything, crippled in fear by COVID-19. And the world stops. But whose economy is open again? Whose economy was absolutely destroyed before COVID-19 was ever a thing? Why? Because we finally had an elected president that held them accountable and destroyed them with tariffs and broke them and broke their economy. They had to drop their tax to zero percent. Do you know how pathetic that is? They were so desperate to keep the businesses because they were coming back to America. So they had to do something. So right when they broke down and had that pandemic clause, that out clause in their trade deal with President Trump, This magically happened, right? And China is the epicenter. China is where it's all shut down, boarded up, everything, right? But whose economy opened after three weeks while the rest of the world's economy is shut down? Except for places like Sweden and Thailand, but we don't talk about them. We're supposed to pretend like they don't exist, that herd immunity isn't real, that those people aren't fine and had less deaths than We don't talk about that. We have to ignore them. They didn't go along with the plan. So the world suffers, the world dies off of one controlled narrative. And like I've said, yes, the virus is real because it was created in 2011. It was spliced in 2012 and 13. It was brought to trial in 2015 and released for world consumption in 2019. There you go. And I still don't think it was in its final phase, might I add. But regardless, that's that's what does it in, does the world in. That's what shuts down everyone because there were too many populists, too many nationalists across the world coming into prominence, coming into power, bringing back and restoring faith in their governments to their citizens, right? Empowering their people. We can't have that. We have to control them. We have to kill them. This is the weakest attempt to shut down the world, but most successful attempt that this world has ever seen. And again, one life is too many. My heart goes out to anybody who lost somebody because of COVID-19, right? But my heart also goes out to the literally hundreds of other things that are more deadly right now and have been than COVID-19 to anybody who loses their life. It's heartbreaking. It's a horrible thing, but this is the best they've got. This was not supposed to happen. Not like this, not like this. This was not the final stage, but now wake up. The world is crippled in fear. When would they launch the next attack? Very soon. Why not? Everybody's expecting more, right? They fear the magical second wave. Yes, the second wave of COVID-19. It killed the flu. It killed heart attacks. It killed car accidents. It killed shootings. It killed everything else in America. All other causes of death cease to exist because now everybody dies of COVID-19. Democrats had a bad day, 10,000 more dead in New York City. Three days later, in the liberal news media, right? The liberal news media, 7,000 of them, 8,000 of them, 9,000 of them weren't actually tested for COVID, but they were listed as a COVID-19 death. Okay, that's okay. Just accept it. No problem. Nothing to see here, right? Wake up. Wake up. So now COVID-19 is going to return in November. Magically, the flu is going to return, too. (gasps) Amazing, isn't it? But remember, the vaccine will save you from COVID-19. Just like the vaccine for the flu saves you from the flu, right? Oh, no, it actually hasn't, has it? No. But you pump poison into yourself every year, thinking it's going to be your end-all be-all, right? And they've actually scientifically proven that if you have the flu shot, you're more susceptible to COVID-19. So kudos to you for being good boys and girls and lining up and getting your needles and getting your shots. And in some places, some places, sadly, they're forced to get these shots, these vaccines. That's a sickness. There's something wrong with that. But not enough people question it, because those who do are labeled as the crazies, right? There's something wrong with them, because they question the narrative. They question the theories. They question the science. Because science would never lie to us. I estimate the world has ended about, what, at least 45 times? First, it was global cooling. Then it was global warming. Then it was this and that. The world's gone by 2000, gone by 2006, gone by 2012, gone by 2015, gone by 2020. But yet we blindly follow these people, and we listen to these people as if they preach gospel. How dumb are we? How dumb are we? Okay. We're at one hour. I'm going to take a quick break here and play music for about a minute or two, and then come back. See? It goes by quickly. I'm going, to t- I'm going to move on to other topics shortly, close out the COVID thing, and then move on to a couple other things, semi-related, so stick with me. I hope I'm not boring you all to death. I know this is kind of like, again, Professor Dan trying to teach you some things or talk about certain things that you don't exactly hear all the time, but, hey, it's a unique thing. Not many people can do what I'm doing here. Some can, some can't. It's a challenge. But I enjoy it because, as I said, this is talk therapy for me. So I will be back shortly. Enjoy the lovely and wonderful musings of the Podbean built-in music machine. Please do me a favor and share this if you so desire. I don't even know how you do it. I don't know enough about Podbean to know how to do it. But please, share it. Invite people. Engage the chat room. Whatever you'd like. I'll be back in two minutes. All right. All right. All right. Listen, there's got to be a way to get better music. in. there has to be because this music really doesn't suit me at all. And that was a great time to bring up to the world that very soon here on the Podbean side, on the VOP network side of what we're doing here at Voice of the People USA, which worldwide will just be VOP network. We're going to have a lot of different show hosts. We're going to have a lot of variety. The way it works, I'm going to give you a little breakdown here before I start talking about me, right? Talking about me, getting back into my subject matter, if you will. Okay, there you go. Try to save myself there. (laughs) Voice of the People USA Radio, the public channel here, in the network style, will be the place you go to for politics, political viewpoints, the big, the flagship show. We're going to be launching a second Voice of the People USA radio show on Tuesday nights on Podbean. We're still going to have the three-hour show on Thursday nights, right now on Blog Talk Radio, which will inevitably migrate over to Podbean, right? We're going to have different political shows, like The Uncensored Truth with Mike Jacobson, doing a libertarian point of view. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's in the middle, and he just goes for truth. And it's a whole different field, different vibe, but could still be considered political. We have a lot of different hosts with a lot of different political views. And all that will be found on the Voice of the People USA public channel. That side of the network will be dedicated to politics, everything politics, politics all day. On the VOP network side of things, we're going to have hosts from all over the world take part, and I'm very, very happy to announce this and to talk about this and to bring this up. We're going to have hosts doing singing shows, shows about open discussions, community forum-style shows. We're going to have hosts from the Philippines. We're going to have hosts from South Korea. We're going to have one host that I know of right now from Japan. We're going to have hosts from Germany, from Ireland, from Austria, from Australia, all over the world. It's called VOP Network, because VOP USA worldwide would sound pretty stupid. So, That's what we're doing here. We're going to bring you a a brand that's a one-stop shop, if you will, for anything and everything that you'll be able to go to one destination site, one destination network, and hear anything and everything. If you want to hear politics, there's a place for you. You want to hear a leftist viewpoint, you can go there. You want to hear a forum where we discuss everything and nothing nothing is censored nothing is held back you go to the flagship show the vop radio show with the multiple co-hosts different viewpoints different opinions talking about anything and everything you want to hear right-wing things if harvey's doing his show the uncensored conservative you can get a right-wing viewpoint from that that show you see we're going to have variety and we're going to make it readily available and on demand and live for the world and then on the network side You'll have the opportunity to just see a whole new slew of shows. Whole new slew? Doesn't even make sense. Hopefully you get what I'm talking about. You'll have a lot of different options. It'll be fun. It'll be engaging with dynamic hosts. And I I honestly, I look forward to it. I look forward to it because... I'm not, I'm not naive and I'm not unappreciative of all the support we've had over the years because this has not been easy to build up. And it didn't come fast because I didn't sell out. I would never sell out. So it took a long time, a lot of hard work. And, yes, it costs a lot of money. But it's worth it to build a brand, to build an alternative, to build a network that's going to consist of more than just a one-sided, one narrow-minded viewpoint. It's going to be open to everyone. Because in this day and age, we have nonstop censorship, nonstop unpersoning, shadow banning, removal of people from social media, from YouTube, from Twitter, whatever it may be. As long as we are allowed to continue to thrive and operate, we will be a forum, a place, a home for free speech where freedom of expression, freedom of speech worldwide applies here. That's the important thing to note. This is where people can legitimately come and be a part of something different. And that's what I wanted to build and that's what's actually launching. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that we may have our show running live on a Thursday night or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or a Monday night, having a live political show. And then if you don't want to hear that, you could flip the to channel too and you'll hear a live show that has singing, talking about w- movie, whatever it is. I love that this is, this is something uniquely different. And I want to build that honest to God community. And that's what we're bringing you. That's what all the work, the time, and the effort has gone to. And we're there. So I'm grateful to the support we've had from all over. The first time I had a news story printed about me in Japan in the Philippines and in, uh, 2007 in germany it blew my mind why would why would the international community be covering me holding a rally protesting something doing something you know a little potent a little edgy but it was being covered worldwide it was it was really cool to me it was really cool to me and i was honored that it happened so it's my way of showing the world community that has followed us for all these years that you are not appreciated because you are and I'm going to be really excited when we launch our shows internationally and I don't mean ours I mean with international hosts coming on board it's going to be fun it's going to be unique it's going to be different so that's what this is on podbean you will see like I said the two channels vop network and voice of people USA radio and that's the breakdown of the two if you will and of course because I have to do station ID I had to get used because we're going to be launching our sponsors and ad ad buys in June, so I have to start getting getting acclimated to this. But I am Dan Spiriglio, and I am the founder of Voice of the People USA and Voice of the People USA Radio. And Voice of the People USA Radio can be found at VOPUSARadio.com, VOPUSARadio.com. You can find us on Twitter at VOPUSARadio. You could find us on YouTube for however long that lasts at Voice to the People USA Radio. You could find us on Facebook, Fascist Book for the many who know me, at Voice to the People USA Radio fan page. Give us a like, give us a follow. I'm not a fan of social media, but hey, I'd appreciate the support, obviously. You could find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcast, Podcast One. Uh, Spreaker, Spreaker.com slash Radio obviously blogtalkradio.com slash VOPUSA. And everywhere else you could find podcasts, we are there. We are on just about every forum out there that hosts podcasts. And I'm honored by that. And I'm also honored that we have a lot of international distribution going on with the age of radio network. Soon, a big announcement is coming about another affiliate that's going to actually be airing our shows both live and on demand. I'm excited about that. Probably going to make that announcement on Thursday's episode. So there's a lot happening, a lot taking place, and it's pretty cool. With that, time to move on. What I was saying with regards, and I'm going to wrap this part up at least, with regards to the COVID-19 Understand that it was deliberate, it was intentional, and it was done by design. Never, ever, ever lose sight of that. This is not the end of the world. It is merely a bump in the road that they created to try to control you and manipulate you, and they've been successful. You can't just hurt America. You have to hurt the prosperity of freedom loving people, nationalist populists all over the world. And they found a way to do it in the weakest possible way. But when everybody's bought in, they're allowed to thrive and succeed. And I'm not, I, and I hate to be this person. Because again, my heart goes out to anybody who suffers, anybody who has lost a loved one. But let's be brutally honest here. Because I can never be that person to be so naive to sit back and believe everything that I see on TV, everything I read in a newspaper, or like most, if I see it on the internet, it's got to be true, right? I hate to break it to you, but if you're one of those people, you have a lot of learning and a lot of growing up to do, or a lot of expanding of the mind, if you will. Understand that everything is manipulated. And before I get into this... I don't have to do this, and it's kind of funny that I'm going to do it. I always get a rise out of this, but it's important to note that even though I started Voice to the People USA, the activist group, and Voice to the People USA radio, and the Voice to the People USA and VOP network, still in fairness and respect to all involved, my viewpoints and opinions do not reflect Voice to the People worldwide. Voice of the People USA, Voice of the People USA Radio as a whole. These are my opinions, my thoughts, my viewpoints, and only mine. So it's important for me to state that. Okay, I've done my due diligence. So I hear people try to justify that everything they're saying is true because they know someone who had COVID-19 and they were put on a ventilator. So that makes it real. Are we naive enough to ignore how much money is paid to hospitals per every COVID-19 designation around the world? Do we ignore the fact that it's been exposed in liberal media, conservative media, independent media about the, what, the $30,000 Bonus? Yes, people. Paid extra to put people on ventilators? And people say, that doesn't happen. Really? Do you not think the medical industry as a whole would be so sick? It's a disturbing reality and people need to understand that evil is involved everywhere and anywhere there's an opportunity to make money and to capitalize off of sickness, pain, suffering and death. And that's exactly what's happened here. It's the sad truth. So when I hear people trying to justify what's gone on by simply using that as an excuse, I question the intelligence of the person. I know it's a horrible thing to do and it's not a nice thing to say, but a designation by a hospital or designation by a doctor is not the end-all, be-all explanation or concrete evidence that such a thing is as real as they say it is or as wide, far-reaching, and as bad as they say it is. Because these entities profit off of you dying, profit off of you being sick, profit off of the unhealthiness of a world, a populace worldwide. I'm reading something here, so I apologize if I come across distracted, but... You know, it, it blows my mind when I receive pe- people like to send me and, and thank you. I appreciate the involvement of uh, so many of you out there sending me videos and sending me stories as I do these shows live. I love that. And sometimes I don't always get to them. And I, I do apologize for that, but I do see them and I am thankful for them. It's another video of nurses and doctors dancing and doing their TikTok videos and doing their Twitch videos and everything in these hospitals that are supposedly so overrun and crippled in in disease and destruction and death by the COVID-19, right? I've spoken about this time and time again, and I'll continue to say this over and over and over again because it needs to be said. But... Doctors and nurses, they do a job. They went to school to do a job. Some do a great job. Some are absolutely horrible, and some are absolute whores of the major medical industries and the pharmaceutical companies. They're absolute vile, disgusting bastards that are servants and slaves to a system that enriches them, enriches their friends, enriches their families, enriches their unions. That's the truth, and I don't feel bad saying it. Some are good people. Some are pieces of trash. That's the truth. Okay. But when I see this, this overwhelming campaign again, and I, I'm still talking about COVID. How could we not talk about COVID? Right. I didn't mean to. I didn't want to, but here I am still on this same subject. And I apologize to you out there because I really didn't want to talk about this so long, but it needs to be said. And it can never be said enough, all right? These commercials, these campaigns, these hashtags, these videos, all of this was not done last minute. It was done in advance. This was a calculated, concocted, and deliberate worldwide rollout of such catchphrases as the new normal. Um, Our first responders are, excuse me, how dare I say that? The real heroes, the nurses and doctors, first responders. Now, you, you only get honorable mention. Who are you? Minimum wage, $10, $12 an hour, firefighters and EMTs that go out there and actually put your life in the line to help people. And some, a lot, don't even get paid to do it. You don't rank. We need to raise money for the doctors and nurses. All over, you see these commercials, these hashtag campaigns. Hashtags are done to dumb down things for a dumbed down population because they've so easily manipulated and mind-controlled a worldwide population that it's easier for them to do. So they got to speak down to you, okay? Just saying. So we have campaigns to raise money, raise money for doctors and nurses. Yes. Doctors and nurses need your money. So what if they make eighty, hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred thousand 200, 300, 500,000 a year? They need your money, because they're real heroes doing the job that they went to school and trained to do. Wow. And the hospitals that are so overrun, except they're not, the hospitals that are shutting down are furloughing nurses and doctors because they don't have enough patients to keep them busy and keep them open. But I thought the hospitals were all overrun and destroyed by COVID-19. The pandemic was killing the world, right? Except they didn't have the beds. Oh, wait, they had enough beds. They just couldn't fill the beds. But why? I thought millions upon millions are all going to die. Nope. Deliberate. Now, give them money, and by doing so, and this deliberate campaign to run down the real people out there working, the truck drivers that supply – I brought this up, and I will bring this up again and again and again. I don't care if it's in North America, South America, in Europe, in Asia, truck drivers are the ones that keep nations moving. They are the real heroes. They're the ones that all these hospitals use their supplies because a truck driver brought them there, okay? And pilots, you all right, captains of ships, cargo ships, truck drivers, they're the actual core and the backbone of a world economy. They're the ones that keep everybody going, keep everything moving, keep everything sustained. What do they get? Honorable mention in a McDonald's ad that will give you a free what looks to be a happy meal. How sweet knowing from driving the roads that rest stops in America are basically shut down. And if they are open, there's porta potties and you can't get a drink and you can't get snacks. So truck drivers have to work longer hours. Now, mostly unload their own loads. You know, they have to do it all themselves because – Nobody wants to get near a truck driver, especially because they may have COVID-19. So they're doing all the work, working extra hours, going nonstop away from their families for weeks and months on end. And they can't even stop and get a drink from a vending machine at many, many rest stops. And I've seen many. I just drove recently down to North Carolina and back up. You know how many rest areas were closed or were limited? How disgusting. How bad we treat people. They don't matter, right? They don't matter. They're not essential. Well, they are essential. They're not the real heroes. Or again, the EMTs, the paramedics that make crap money. Or the EMTs and paramedics that make no money, that volunteer, the firefighters that are out there every day. The true first-line defenders, right? The first-line people, the first call, the first responders, the, the true, true, true heroes. Nobody cares about them. Again, maybe, honorable mention, maybe. If you're lucky. No, no. We have to keep giving money to <laughs> doctors and nurses. Oh, unless we forget the restaurant industry is suffering. So let's donate to the restaurant industry. Yes, the restaurant industry that you crippled. So let's give more money to the big box stores, the big box restaurants. They need your money, right? How disgusting. How disgusting! How they've completely contorted and perverted a narrative and just switched around. And they blatantly do this. They blatantly slap you in the and I and I talk about this all the time. I do, I do, I do. But they slap you in the face with their disdain and disgust and their hatred for you, for we the people, for the regular workers, for the people who work in the hotels, who work in the restaurants, that actually work to provide. And they don't get a lot of money, but they work to provide for their families, for themselves, to maintain some semblance of insurance, right? They don't matter. They're expendable. In order to protect a few million, hundreds of millions and billions worldwide need to suffer. They want to break your spirit. They want you to understand, to feel always and forever, that you are nothing unless they tell you that you are. They don't appreciate you. World governments, most governments, do not appreciate the worker. Who is any government anywhere across the world? And I do not blame the people like figureheads, presidents. If they have to go along with the narrative but are surrounded by their own versions of a deep state like here, I don't hold them ultimately responsible. I just hope they break that paradigm and actually, when given the opportunity, expose the truth and the evil, even though most should be intelligent enough to see it playing out right in front of them. So with that, no government, no person can tell you or your family, or your friends, that you're essential and the person next to you is not. Unless you are God Almighty. Who the hell do they think they are? The arrogance of man, the arrogance of evil, to tell you that you are allowed to live, you're allowed to eat, you're allowed to work, you're allowed to be healthy, or you're allowed to die. Who are they? Again, I talk about it often, for those who don't know, that old Twilight Zone episode. I always bring this up because it's the most perfect time to do so. The obsolete man. I ask you all, go on the evil YouTube and look it up. Check it out. Check out the clip. Watch or watch the whole episode. You can do that too. And see how it applies to what's going on now, anywhere in the world. Because I assure you, it's-, it's scary. The movie 1984, about control, about controlling the narrative, that one worldview, changing history instead of learning from history, changing the narratives after the fact, changing the very way you live, you think, you spell, you type, you add, you eat, you love, you hate, you desire. That's what that movie was about. A globalist utopia. Look at that. Watch that movie. If you haven't done so, watch the movie 1984 and see how it plays in to what's going on right now almost anywhere in the world. It's sick and it's by design. So. I could really hammer this point home for the next hour and a half I so desired because I could talk about this all the time constantly and nonstop. But I want to move on to something that's still kind of related but it brings me it brings me a sense of joy to talk about Dumb people posting dumb things online and then trying to tell you how smart they are. The virtue signal- signalers, if you will. The social justice warriors. The heroes of the world. The ones who are irrelevant but think that they matter more than you. The ones that say that their opinion is gospel. No facts, no nothing. Just their opinion. I saw somebody on Fascist Book, post something about how I may not agree with the narrative that's going on about COVID-19, but I also don't agree with those people who like to preach and post about how they don't wear a mask. Now, let me say this. If you're posting online about how you're not wearing a mask, you're just as bad as the ones who post about them wearing a mask, okay? It's stupid. You're doing it for attention, right? We all have our moments where we get angry, but do you really need to, to put it out there for, to, to feign acceptance and love from the masses? That's sad. Come on. So, I digress. Somebody posted and said that even though I don't agree, I wear a mask because it's the patriotic thing to do. Wearing a mask makes you a good American makes you a patriotic American, makes you a safe American and a good person. And people who don't wear masks, they're not patriotic. And illegal immigrants or aliens, whichever you prefer, illegals are more patriotic than them because at least they contribute something to society. There, I read it verbatim. Okay, let's unpack that. First, you're a dumbass idiot, okay? Everybody's entitled to opinion, and you could sound as stupid as you want, as intelligent as you want, whatever. But you're just a sheer dumbass, okay? I swear. Definitely makes you a sheep. You are a special, 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 special kind of moron. First off... Illegals are more patriotic. Illegals are just that. They are criminals raping our system and taking food off your table. They contribute more to society. I ask you where. And again, for the haters, I say illegal. You give illegal a race when you criticize me. So that makes you a hypocrite. And that's done in advance because I always get comments after the fact when I talk about illegals. All right? Understand. Understand that. Illegals contribute nothing but degradation and destruction to society. When I see a happy post online about, I'm a dreamer, and now I'm a lawyer, do you think I feel warm and fuzzy about that? It sickens me. It sickens me that somebody can break the law upon arrival, and I'm not just talking about from South America, okay? I'm talking about from anywhere in the world can come here illegally, Take advantage of our system, take advantage of our tax dollars, and go to school, free ride, free medical, free everything, while veterans are dying in the streets. While, while people struggle and suffer and die every day, go through hell and agony, can never get ahead. <laughs> Honestly. They get a free pass. And then we're supposed to celebrate when dreamers, dreamers, a.k.a. my mommy and daddy came here illegally, and I was an anchor baby, and here I am. Oh, and, that's, and I'm sure somebody out there will say how mean that sounds. It's just factually accurate. You come here illegally, you have your child here, and, and you know, well, you know how the story goes. Now I sound like Biden, huh? <laughs> it's sickening. Or we see... The illegals, you know, with their with their wonderful, wonderful postings. And literally they're they're celebrating and they're getting they're getting cheered on by the community. How great it is that this illegal or child thereof they now have a law degree. Do you have a law degree? You know how much debt they have? You know how much school debt they have? Nothing. Paid for by we the people. You proud of that? Are you happy about that? sickening it's sickening on so many levels but to say that illegals contribute more and are better patriots to america than those people who choose not to wear masks well again there's just no nice way of really making it stick and really putting it out there just how stupid you truly are do you think men and women in the military are proud of what's happened to this country? Do you think that, and we're not going to talk about the wars because believe me, I'm no supporter or fan thereof of wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, you know my viewpoints. A lot of you know my viewpoints and others soon will about the wonders of our Middle Eastern wars that never end, right? So we fight people who cover their faces in burkas and, you know, hijabs, right? <laughs> do you realize less people cover their faces there than currently do in the United States of America? Do you realize that you you sit there and you make excuses and you try to be virtuous and you try to sell to the world that you are doing the right thing, the patriotic thing, while being obedient and being a slave. Do you understand the hypocrisy of that? Why do soldiers fight? I'm not talking about the governments that put them into false wars and fake wars and all that other crap. I'm talking about the individual man or woman that legitimately signs up, enlists in the military. Do you really think they enlisted? Because they want to go fight for a country to be obedient and to silence themselves, to quarantine themselves, to listen to what the world tells them rather than their own hearts and their own minds, right? No, 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 no. We have to sacrifice our freedoms. We have to sacrifice our civil liberties. And again, you get those people like that idiot on Facebook who wrote that, that you complain when we give up our rights in the name of safety and health. But it's only temporary. How stupid can you be? How naive can you be? If freedom truly dies here, and this isn't my American exceptionalism talking here, this is just an honest, honest opinion. If all freedoms truly die here, the world will be fallen in no time. And every day we're giving it away. We're giving it away constantly and consistently we are allowing a system we are allowing they say the faceless invisible enemy oh they're invisible but you could also find them do a little bit of research on the world health organization the un the european union find out the faces and names of the people that run it and those are your masters and bill gates and the world like that you know those wonderful souls they are your masters they are the enemy of freedom of living of health of safety of liberty we surrender our rights we surrender our ability to work to feed to go out to drive we surrender who we are as a human being in the name of what you see when this all began face masks weren't mandatory everybody thinks they were no no they weren't social distancing was And again, as I say all the time, they need six feet of separation so the drones can get you properly for the facial recognition. Okay? And please prove that wrong. I I defy anyone. Please tell me that's not the case. You can't. So when it all began, people didn't have to wear masks. Hell, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx here in America even told you wearing masks are only done to make you feel good about yourself. They actually don't prevent anything. And they laughed about it. I love sharing that video. And a month later, there they are wearing their mask. When the narrative is broken and not well rehearsed, the truth slips out and mistakes are made. And that's exactly what this has been all across the world. And people are blind to it or naive to it. And I ask you why. So when it all happened, people were talking to other people. People were communicating with other people, having random conversations at stores, at gas stations, random talks, unity. A sense of community was forming like unlike anything you've ever seen before. People angry about what was going on, the shortages, the lack of food in the stores and everything else, right? They were upset. And what's funny, I like to bring this up every now and again because I'm, I'm a realist. What about the people that don't know what it is to suffer and go without? We see shortages here and the world is ending. But what about the people elsewhere around the world that already have next to nothing and have that taken away from them? Doesn't that matter to you? And I'm as patriotic as they come, but doesn't that matter to you? We don't think about that, do we? sad but us bad people who question everything and question the narrative we actually do i digress so people were talking to people we need this country divided we need this country of trump supporters and non-trump supporters racist and non-racist we need everybody at each other constantly so how is the coronavirus bringing people together It's not good. So what do we do? Put them in masks. Make it mandatory. That'll get people mad. That'll get people angry. Did me. And it's a way to prevent people from talking to other people. To make you afraid of your neighbor. Afraid of your family. Afraid of your friends. Afraid of anything. Afraid to breathe the air outside. Afraid of the very thing that could actually make you healthy and heal you. The sun vitamin D, you fear it. The only way to stay healthy is to isolate yourself and stay in a house. Get no exercise from gyms. Get no vitamin D, no sunlight. Stay inside. Lock yourself down. That'll make you healthy. Anyone who is dumb enough to actually believe that, well, I'm not going to say what I really want to say, but you are special kind of stupid. It's by design. They are literally removing people online, doctors and nurses, removing them off the Internet, off YouTube, removing them everywhere if they dare preach facts. Talk about what they've seen. They've seen nothing with regards to COVID and all the advice and the mask and everything. Again, Cedar sinai medical, right? Very prestigious medical system. But now these doctors and these specialists these surgeons are evil because they came out and said that everything you're telling you to do is wrong. The mask wearing is wrong. It does nothing except make you sicker. They spoke about the lack of cases, the lack of people with COVID-19, and how social distancing does not work, and how herd immunity is exactly what's needed. And then they get disappeared online, right? But they also made mention to the actual numbers of relevance, how many children are getting molested and raped across this country. Increased numbers. Sexual assaults, abuse, domestic violence, suicides. Higher numbers in COVID, but we don't talk about them, right? It's why I yell. It's what I say over and over and over again. And this is yet again me repeating something for the 5 millionth time, it's because they want you controlled, afraid, locked away, incapable of questioning anything and actually believing blindly what they tell you. And they want you to die. They need you to die. The sooner people start to understand that, And the sooner people start to wake up to the reality of what's around them. This isn't a conspiracy theorist talking. This is a regular person who has seen a lot of things in his life. A lot of things. Woke me up. Made me question everything many, many years ago. But it took me a while as well to truly come around and see it for what it actually is. I assure you, this is all by grand design. This is all intentional. And it is up to you. It is up to you. If you heard a noise in the background, my dog is laying against my heater and he was scratching and it made a hell of a hell of a sound there. I don't know if the mic picked that up and that's what it was. It's my doggy, is my co-host. Anyway, all of this, it was planned out. It was plotted. I mean, how many people really talk about the Netflix documentary from last year? I'm curious if people actually bring this up. I wonder if anybody in the chat room knows about it. Some of you may because you've listened to the other shows. But, you know, I ask you, Do does anybody talk about the, what was it? The Pandemic 201, I think it was called, or 201 Pandemic or whatever it was. I don't exactly know the name because I certainly didn't watch it, but I know that it exists. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation put out a documentary on Netflix discussing a pandemic in the event of a coronavirus affecting the entire world and how mandatory vaccines for every single citizen of the world would be the only way to save the world from said pandemic. Isn't it magical how that came out just months before COVID-19 was released on the world? But no, right? There's nothing to see there. There's nothing to see there at all, and I'm the the idiot for bringing that up, right? I'm the bad person. I'm the conspiracy theorist because I, I dare question that, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's be so ignorant and to actually just say it's random, right? Or like I speak about and have spoken about, the movie Contagion from 2011 You know, the many, many movies they make where the whole world has to die and China comes and saves the world because China is a great and honorable and noble country that loves their people and loves you as long as you don't have more than one child and, you know, they could, anyway. (laughs) But, you know, we don't talk about the movie studios that make these movies being owned by China, right? But the movie Contagion was especially entertaining because it was all about a mystery, invisible sickness, that was spread by people touching their face. And magically, it too came from a bat in China and mixed with H1N, I love it, I love it. And in that movie, the talking points and the pandemic and the press conferences and all the fake crap that movie had in it, magically is almost everything verbatim that you hear today when discussing COVID-19. people. I don't know how to say it to you. And some of you will always consider me crazy. Some of you will always think that I'm just going Alex Jones level. You know, the the sad truth is they do dry runs. They literally put out movies with certain narratives and certain theories just to generate a reaction, to watch the reaction. How do people like the movie? Did it sell well? Contagion is doing great now. You know, nine years later, it's making bank. And you had the little liberal Hollywood stars come out and talk about how, oh, well, there's nothing, there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. That movie had no relevance or no bearing on what's going on today. Listen, famous singers, actors, actresses, for the most part, now 96% of you are the most naive, moronic, asinine worthless waste of human life I've ever seen. You are empty vessels. You are puppets. You have a rod up your ass and strings making you dance. You are wonderful little servants to whatever your bosses, your handlers, and your owners tell you to say. And a lot of us, a lot of us out there in the world no longer give two shits about what a famous singer or a famous actor has to say about anything because pretty much view you for the worthless bastards that you are. I digress again. These things are done in advance to actually test the public's reaction, to put it out there hoping that people will pay attention but not really pay attention too much because they want to see what the internal reaction is you know how the public will question a movie or question a book or question this it's literally done by design and it's been done time and time and time again people i don't know how to nicely say it and i and i feel like all i do is repeat myself but sometimes you have to you have no choice right because eventually Enough people will hear and they'll start to question and ask things, well, ask their own questions, but start to wonder about things and look a little bit deeper. You just got to reach that one person who talks to somebody else and the cycle of life continues, right? Keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Truth matters and truth is out there. You just have to be strong enough and have enough willpower to not only fight for it, but to understand it, to see it, and to speak about it all of the evils we see perpetuated on the world. And I honestly, I don't know of how many, how many we could even say realistically that are just a natural occurrence. And I do question everything. How can you not? I mean, let's, let's bounce back a little bit here. And this is also declassified. And again, please. Prove me wrong if I'm, if I'm, I say this all the time. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I don't want to be right. I don't say this to be right. I don't do these podcasts, these radio shows, these interviews for the hope of being proven correct. I want to be proven wrong because the truth is horrifying. But in the 40s, in the 40s a hurricane was coming towards the East Coast. We dropped the bomb in the center of it and the hurricane went away. This was also declassified. Do I remember the name of it? No, but believe me, you do a little bit of research. You too can find out about this. They don't want you to talk about it. They don't want you to read about it. They don't want you to see it. They were able to legitimately control weather in the 40s and they haven't done it since because they, quote, don't want to play God. That's ripe. So you even have to question such things as weather. And I'm not just being some psycho nut here talking about random things that go through my, uh, my sick head. I'm speaking about things that could be actually proven. That's what's scary. When the truth is passed off as conspiracy, when the truth is passed off and overlooked as just some ranting idiot somewhere saying something just to pass time and generate a reaction, that's how I'm supposed to be viewed. That's how you're supposed to be viewed if you do such a thing. When in reality, three minutes of research will actually back up the things I'm talking about. You see, they need the truth and people who seek the truth to be marginalized because they need the narrative constantly covered like a mask on your face. So we're coming up to the second break shortly. (laughs) Time goes by quick, huh? To that person on Facebook who wrote that, that moronic post. Wearing a mask doesn't make you a patriot. Wearing a mask doesn't make you a hero. Wearing a mask makes you, whether willingly or unwillingly, a member of society trying to survive either at the weakest possible extent of it by blindly going along with it and you're happy about wearing a mask and you're happy about staying away from everybody you know and love, that makes you excited because you feel like you're doing the virtuous thing. You're saving the world. You're the sheep and you're the ones that are the cancer and the true virus that's afflicting this entire world. And then you have the other side. In order to buy the groceries or to go where you need to go in life, you're told you have to put the mask on. And some of us, (laughs) some of us will fight that power and question authority and challenge them because it's fun. Because they can't back up via law, at least in America, their draconian measures. But at the end of the day, what do you do? Sometimes you have no choice because you need to get gas or you need to buy milk or buy food, whatever. I need to go to the drugstore and the drive-thru is clo- closed and I can't pick up medication unless I put a mask on. Those, I think we're all guilty of falling into that trap, falling into that, that wave, if you will. Because what do you do? So to sit there and applaud it, To sit there and say that the ones who post about not wearing are non-patriotic and those who do are patriotic, you are – it's projection. You are literally doing the same thing that you're accusing – you're doing it yourself. Do you see how stupid people can be? Do you see how naive a population can be when they think that their opinion matters more than anybody else's? Listen. I realize I'm talking about other people's opinions while I'm doing a solo podcast on a Saturday night, two hours in. The difference is I'm not somebody who wants to be proven correct. I want to be proven wrong. I'm not somebody who's saying my opinion is the only opinion. I'm somebody saying to all of you out there to not think like I do, but think for yourself. Think logically. Look deeper, look further, expand your thinking. For the ones who share things on social media would be the the need, that urge, where they have to be proven correct or validated via likes or hearts or whatever it may be. That makes them feel special. That makes them feel loved. That makes them feel normal and part of society those are the most dangerous people in the world sadly because they're so weak and they're so fallen that they've accepted that as a the necessary way to live your life to be to exist that you need that to exist it's sad it's legitimately sad when we post things and attack one side of the other We're doing what they want. We're doing the bidding. I don't care if this is America, if this is Germany, if this is Japan, wherever it may be. If we fall into that trap and we condemn this one for not doing what we do and we look at them and we all do it, we're all guilty of it. Not everybody is all loving and all consuming and, you know, has the light of God in them 24-7. Don't be hypocrites. But. When we do such a thing, when we finger point, we are legitimately empowering the ones who are our new slave masters. We're empowering. It's like Stockholm syndrome. Our captors are now our love interest. We love those who hurt us. We love those who control us. We love those who enslave us. They need a world divided to be a world distracted, to be a population completely and totally under control. Your self-worth doesn't matter. Do you realize that? Do you see that for what it is? They don't want you to have your God-given ability, your God-given right. freedom of will. Saying it wrong. Excuse me. We could all be who we choose to be. We could all become the person we desire. We have that freedom, that God-given freedom to be who we want to be. He gave us that, right? For the non-religious folk out there, think a little bit. Think a bit. Think think about what drives you. What gives you the right to say that I'm going to be a cop, I'm going to be a musician, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. You do. You determine what you're going to be, right? Free will. So they need to take that away from you. The ones that mean the people harm, that want population control, that want a world population in crippling fear, they need to take away what keeps you whole, what keeps you grounded, what you love. Has anybody else? And I don't claim to be the most religious person in the world, but has any? And I have spoken about this. I've spoken about this on Wednesday. I did not speak about it on Thursday. But does anybody at all notice the assault on religion? And if it hasn't come to your part of the world, give it time. We need to take away people's ability to worship freely, to believe in themselves, to believe in a higher power, because godliness is the enemy of evil, correct? Do you realize, and and look at the media explosion, if you don't know from other places around the world here, the president came out yesterday in America. He came out, he spoke at the podium, and he said all churches are considered essential, and they are to reopen. Do you know the media has never been so upset? How dare he allow people the ability to go back to church. And when Carrie asked me about this the other night, my, my thoughts on religion and you know congregations wanting to be able to, to get together for mass and how in America they're arresting people who are going to church, arresting people going to drive-through um, congregation um, ministries, things of that nature, whatever. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Pastors are getting arrested. Ministers getting fined. And I said then, like I say now, it's not about the need of the church to raise money or not raise money. or It's not a vanity issue. Some may make it into one. In reality, it's a deeper argument. In America, we have the right to freedom of religion. They now say, we'll fine you or we'll take that away from you or we'll arrest you. That's a problem. It's about your rights. It's always going to be about your rights. But they need to keep you separated from community, from God, from a sense of self, and a sense of self-worth. When you are a defeated and fallen person, you are susceptible to all the evils. And I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that sees this, and I know I'm not. But when we have to have the president of the united states to come out and okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry <sighs> Ooh, a book club <sighs> computer solitaire huh ah <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumba, ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. work prohibited by law. 18 plus, Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.